your eyes up, don't get all tied up Hope you wise up the multiple lies of the multi-faceted, multi-complex system of living that people are living Stuck in inertia, that's a diversion, government worship, instead we are searching Ancient mysteries, ancient history, sacred energy, and how to discern it Human autonomy, truth of philosophy, UFOlogy, human psychopathy, super anomalies, human ecology You got lobotomies up in your consciousness, all the thoughts that we've been dancing around The system wants to blow your candle out, but we won't let it We reject it with our pathetic lies, so we chant it down Welcome back to Chen It Down. I'm your host, Loomis. This is episode 225. ChenItDownRadio.com is the website. And today, I bring you another chapter of the Beyond Earth series about UFO and extraterrestrial phenomena. This is part 27. And this one I titled Debunking the 20 and Back Super Soldiers. Today, we're going to take this critical mind I've had toward the ufology community to the next level. Today I have invited on Ryder Lee of Raised by Giants podcast. We're going to explore the subject of these super soldiers who have allegedly been chosen to jump to the moon and Mars and work for the secret space program fighting aliens for 20 years, then age regress back into who they are now. And you know, I always had my suspicions, so that's why I invited on Ryder. Ryder ties this to MKUltra, and it's a great place to look into this because I am in agreement with this. There is some serious debunking that goes on in this episode that even debunks some concepts I've covered in this miniseries, and well, at the end, I will add some deeper commentary on this, so stick around for the end when I will go into a little more about all this. But if we want to get to the bottom of the truth in this murky subject about UFOs, aliens, and secret space program and all that, we, we have to uh, get sift through the, the disinformation. Then we have to consider many things. So it's good to take things, uh, put them on its head, turn it on its head, chant it down as we do on this show, because all we want is the truth. That's all we want on this, on this show is the truth, and that's what I cover. So, yes, thank you for supporting Chant It Down. If you, if you would like to really support 
There are several ways you can do that. Because I am a one-man show and I do this in the spare time that I have, you can always donate to Afterthoughts, which is the second show I do for Patreon-only members. And that will give you a whole nother listening of different subjects and stuff that I cover, a continuation of this show, and it's a commentary of this show. But also, if you want to support, you can always buy an album uh, or... If you just want to put a tip in the jar on the website, ChannonDownRadio.com, buy a t-shirt if you want to support this show. There are many ways to, to help support Chan It Down, but the most important thing you can do is listen, share with others, and give people um, the drive to want to you know, listen to a show that helps make sense of this crazy reality, and uh, it will give people a head start in this madness. Welcome back to Chanit Down. I'm your host, Loomis. This is episode 225. This is uh, ChanitDownRadio.com is the website, and this is where we deprogram from the deep program and hopefully understand this crazy reality we call everyday life better. Today's guest is Ryder Lee of Raised by Giants podcast. He is not only a host, but a researcher like myself. And I like when podcast hosts are in the deep search for truth and not just interviewing others. It's good. It enriches the audience, brings them on the research journey with you. Like me, Ryder is interested in getting to the real truth in ufology and the ET phenomenon. There is a lot of rubble that we that must be cleared and not everything fits in a cute little package. Bullshit is abound in this, and that's why we need to think objectively about this, and that's why I always have. Today, we're going to look into the secret space program and try to separate truth from fiction. I like the angle that Ryder is coming from. Like me, he wants to get to the real truth in this matter. There's a lot of unestablished truth. Truths in ufology that people often sit on as truth. I want to separate the lies from fiction in this foggy window we are staring into. So with no further ado, welcome, Ryder, to Chan It Down. What's going on, brother? Thanks so much for having me on. I'm really looking forward to the conversation. That intro is fantastic. I, I like everything that you just said, because really this community is polluted with a bunch of nonsense, dude. You know, whenever I first got into the community, I first started my show, you know, I thought that everyone was like, you know, telling the truth. And well, I didn't really think that they were telling the truth. I thought maybe they experienced something like with the alien abduction phenomenon. And I was kind of into the secret space program and these people's stories, but it never really made any sense to me. Like, how does this happen? And no one could explain mm -hmm. how it happened. Right. They would just throw in a bunch of different ideas and thoughts from previously established people and then made it their own. And then they turned it into this. I've been calling it a conspiracy burrito, right? Because that's what I think that it is. It's just a bunch of different conspiracies all wrapped up nice and tight into a little thing. And then whenever you discredit the space battles and uh, the space adventures and the 20 back program, they tend to just fall back onto MK ultra. They were like, Oh, well, I was a victim. I got, uh, I was taken by the military when I was a really young child and I was brainwashed and I was mind fractured and tortured and all this. And then immediately taking the Mars through a jump room in New York or California or to the moon and fought aliens for 20 years. Yeah. And then I was time travel back to the very point that I was taking. None of it makes any sense at all when you're looking at it logically and critically. So I was like, Hey, hey 
I'm going to actually just dive deep into what these people are talking about. I'm going to try and find if any part of their stories are real at all. You know, so then I started digging into the MKUltra programs through the 149 declassified MKUltra documents, reading through all of those. And then they also talk about other things. They talk about the Stargate project, which they claim is like a like an actual Stargate that people that the, it was a government program. The, the government would be opening up real Stargate portals and that they would travel in interdimensionally into another reality or parallel reality or go to Mars. Or it's basically like a jump room type thing. And I was like, well, I know that there's a, a Stargate, like an official Stargate program mm-hmm. that was called the Stargate program that was ran by the government. Right. So I started researching into it and I started looking up all these declassified documents. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to bring all of these people that I can possibly find that was a part of this legitimate DIA Army Intelligence Special Access Program called the Stargate Project, which was a program uh, to study psychics, remove viewers, ESP abilities, channeling, uh, telekinesis. And I was like, well, I'm just going to bring all these people on my show because I was trying to subtly kind of discredit their entire story and make it seem really logical to them that their stories are made up fantasy fiction entertainment. Yeah. And I wanted to lay that out like perfectly, you know? So I had Kathy O'Brien on the MK ultra survivor. Yeah. I had all these people from the, the Stargate DIA army intelligence special access program on. And then a weird thing happened which was the Corey Good deposition videos dropped, right? Mm -hmm. And that just blew everything out of the water because if people aren't familiar with who Corey Good is, he's like the the number one, well, he was the number one. He's not anymore. He was the number one SSP secret space program whistleblower that had all these fantastical stories. He had a major show on Gaia TV called Cosmic Disclosure. And uh, he was like, you know, uh, teamed up with David Wilcock and he became like this huge figure on the scene in 2015, which is where everybody else that is claimed to be a part of these secret space program, time travel and space fighting aliens, all this nonsense have gotten their stories from. It's all come from Corey Good. And so yeah. he's suing Gaia, he's suing all of these people for uh, his intellectual property. Uh, he's saying that people have stolen the things that he's uh, that's a part of his his uh, franchise Bible and all this stuff that that he created. So he gets in these court depositions and the lawyer is, you know, asking him these questions like, Corey, are are the Anchar real, which the Anchar are these beings that he claims to communicate with from inner earth that are physical beings. Wow. And, and uh, he says, no, they aren't real. They're a part of my meditation practice. They're, they're a part of me. They're my spirit guides. But he's been leading people to believe that they've been physical beings, that he's been having meetings with physical beings, you know. And then the lawyer also asked him, have you ever been to space? And Corey's like, physically? And he's like, yeah. And, and Corey's like, no, I don't believe so. I don't believe that I've ever been to space. And he's like, well, you've claimed to live on Mars. You've claimed to live on the moon. And he's like, no, I never claimed any of that stuff. And he's talking about the difference between entertainment and real life Corey good stories. And he talks about how he created the SSP, how he, that, that was a title that he created. 
and that he created Dark Fleet. Like, and it's just like, holy shit, there it is. You know, this this is what people have been uh, a select few people have been saying for a really long time that these stories are embellishments. They're they're fabrications. They're not real. They're uh, I tend to believe are like psychosis is now Shane the ruiner he tends to think that it's like a, a holographic type of simulation that they've been through which kind of mm-hmm. does make sense when you look back at the and read through the mk ultra programs it almost does seem like a holographic simulation uh reality but i don't think that it's even that i think it's just an entire creation that's snowballed into something and it's just created this community of people that think that they were in space battling aliens for 20 years but yeah 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 so um when he first came on the scene like i i'll be like i've been a researcher of this kind of stuff for a really long time now and i do believe there is a secret space program i believe in space i'm not a flat earther but we have whistleblowers that make more sense like maybe like Gary McKinnon and the non-terrestrial employees or the Vandenberg Air Force Base having its own secret team of 32 astronauts. But when I started hearing this 20 and back program, Super Soldier, starting with Corey Good, that's when things really just, it's like, okay, so I want proof. I want proof. Like, why is this guy just going off on this, this crazy tangent as if we're supposed to believe this and just take it at face value. And I always knew there was something up with that. Now I had Laura Eisenhower on my show, who is kind of a big name out there for that scene. And she said that she gets emails from people all of the time that tell her they were part of this, this 20 and back program and that they are afraid to tell anyone. And kind of like embarrassed so it's kind of like a deep dark secret to some of these people so i've wondered okay well maybe if this isn't total fabrication made up by Corey good maybe maybe there is some kind of program that these people are being put through but it's not actually going into space but they think they went to space and that's kind of where that's where i've come into it and then you kind of took it from there and that's so so i guess um you've kind of connected this in into the MK ultra these, that these people are just MK ultra victims, right? I think to a certain degree. Now there's a couple of different ways that this works. There can be a few people that's actually been through a real kind of MK ultra experiments that, because we know that the first thought and the first idea of MK ultra was to do was to remove uh, people that have classified information. So high up intelligence officers, high up politicians, people that have classified information that want to get out of the intelligence community or the military and want to leave a normal life that won't become a whistleblower in any time in the future because they don't have the memory of that classified information anymore. Mm-hmm. And then that evolved again. And they were like, okay, well, if we can remove thoughts and ideas, if we can remove information that the subject has, then we can also implant stuff. We can also put false memories in the people's heads and make them believe that that thing actually really happened through traumatization, through the drugging of people, through depatterning them, right? Because people, they, 
whenever they think of MK Ultra, they think that it's just the testing on LSD and like mushrooms and stuff, which is a part of it. Yeah. But all kinds of other drugs came out of the MK Ultra programs. Antidepressants came out of the MK Ultra programs. Antipsychotics came out of them. Amphetamine came out of them. Adderall, Ritalin, all of those things came out of those programs. And what are the majority of the population on? Majority right. of the population in the United States, I looked up a statistic, which was from 2014 to 2016. I couldn't find one that was newer than that, but it said that almost half of the United States population is on some sort of pharmaceutical drug. And yep. I guarantee you that, that those numbers have gone up since then. Yep. Since 2016, I guarantee you that number has almost doubled. I, 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 I can almost say for a fact thinking logically and critically that that number is probably up to close to 70 to 75%. Especially which, with the pandemic, you know, exactly People got they their whole life was on pause and they probably didn't know what to do with themselves and they got on them too. So we know through trauma that trauma, drugging, depatterning, trauma, drugging, not necessarily in that order. Sometimes it goes in uh, an array of orders but we know that that works to implant some kind of thought because our mind isn't equipped to deal with trauma like as it happens. So our mind tends to create a scenario in order to cover up that trauma that we faced. Now, a lot of people that claim to have been a part of the secret space program doesn't necessarily have to have gone through any kind of official MK Ultra program. They can just have real life trauma because you know, we can be traumatized in our, in our real life. So what would you rather have people believing? Would you have really, would you rather have them believing that they got raped by their uncle when they were a kid or that they were in space fighting mm -hmm. aliens for 20 years and then time travel back in time to the yeah. very point that they were taken. Right. And it doesn't even just have to be with, uh, you know, something as dramatic as rape. It can be something very small. Kids are very impressionable. Yes. Right? Like any little sudden thing can be very traumatic to a child. So, and also a lot of these secret space program people equate their stories to being like Marvel's X-Men. Right. And that they have all these uh, super soldier like abilities. They got, uh, you know, adamantium skin, which comes straight from Wolverine. They can breathe underwater. Uh, they can breathe uh, with no oxygen. They can do all this fantastic shoot laser beams out of their eyes and all this stuff, which is direct quotes from Ishmael Perez. That's the kind of stuff that he says, because now he's magically a super soldier, right? They, they just, they, they start out with one thing and then it evolves and then they shuffle off onto something else. And then they go on to something else after that. And they just keep building upon their stories. You know, first it was, you were an incarnated 12th dimensional Pleiadian from Zeta Reticuli, which makes absolutely no sense. How can you be from two different places? But I'm just okay. going off the top of my head. I'm just making stuff up right now, but that's what it seems like that they're doing. Right. And then yeah. next you're no longer a 12th dimensional incarnated star seed from Pleiades. Now you're a uh, super soldier that fought battles in space for 20 years on Mars and fought reptoids and, and uh, it was conquering other planets and doing trade in space. You know, and then yeah. it, then it turns into that you were an, really an, an incarnated uh, Sumerian god. Right? You, now you're inky. 
Right now you're in low. Now you're in You know, it's it's unbelievable um, when you when you actually look at these people and you you go back and st- because they want to feel special, dude. That's really what all this is about. They want to feel special, and people buy in to that because they think that there's so much distrust within the establishment, right? There's so much distrust between the population and the government. So whenever anything that the government does, people automatically think that they're covering something up, which is, it's probably true. But the thing that they're covering up is the thing that they want people to believe in. So there's a cover to the cover. I don't know if that really, I'm probably not explaining that in the the right way, but whatever it is, nine times out of 10 that you actually believe is going on, it's not really going on. That's a cover for the actual cover, right? You have to go deeper. You have to dig deeper in there to actually find out what's going on. So that's what I think is going on with the secret space program and all these assets and all that stuff is it is a cover up for real things that we might be doing real classified space operations, real spying satellites, real weapons that we might be having in space, nukes in space, uh, you know, spying on people like that's when they don't want you to, to look into that stuff. And that's why they came out with, and they let these people continue to talk about fairy tales because it covers up the entire real aspect and the real scenario that might actually be happening. And that works perfectly according to their plan. Yes. I think you're absolutely right there because people um, it's like, they, it's like a cover job. It's just a, now there is, I think a real thing going on up there, like we're talking about, and maybe we can get into that in just a minute. Uh, but I always felt these fantastical journeys and stuff. I'm like, okay, why is this coming out now? And I'm wondering because they've also launched a lot more into space since that time period. So they really, looking making us look over here like the magician does while they're doing something over here um now before we i would i want to get into what you might think the real secret space programs are but i i want to also say that there's some origins to some of this too now i i remember a guy named Stuart swerdlow and he came out with a pretty fantastic story about time traveling and going to mars and he actually sounded he was kind of more of the originator of this kind of stuff maybe more than um cory good but now would you say that gaia tv and this whole that whole company i mean there's many programs on it but would you say that that might be a complete distraction for people david wilcock i mean are they are they really they're not out for the truth. So, and I've seen tons of stuff on there that have other 20 and back guys. I'm like, okay, okay, well, you know, where's the proof? So I'm not, we're not getting anywhere with it. So do you think this whole thing is a front, including Gaia TV, maybe, maybe also um, some of the more prominent figures out there in this UFOlogy are a big smear campaign, do you think? I think to a certain degree, but we also got to remember that a lot of these companies are focused on money. Yeah. They don't really care about the truth or digging down to the bottom of things. They just want money. And to produce money, you have to have entertainment. Yeah. And that's what a lot of these shows 
are about is just pure entertainment. And when people don't realize that they're watching entertainment and they're taking entertainment as being real, that's where the problem really happens and the, and the problem occurs. And this is the second part to your previous question. And then I'll get to your, to the second one. A lot of people see a lot of these SSP and super soldier people are just created out of nothing. Yeah. They're created from absolutely nothing. What happens is, is that people will be listening to these shows. I mean, how many people has listened to cosmic disclosure, right? A shit ton of people. It was Gaia's most popular show made Gaia millions of dollars made Corey. Uh, I don't want to say false numbers here, but uh, a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. We'll just put it there, but definitely Gaia made millions of dollars off of cosmic disclosure when Corey was there. Right. So how many people listen to that? And then how many people were listening to that at nighttime and how many people had dreams about that Mm. how many people left that running while they were going to sleep Mm -hmm. had a dream about it thought that that dream was real woke up searched online more for it found these other SSP and these other super soldier people that were talking about it on YouTube or rumble or any of these other podcast platforms or video platforms. Yeah. And then hits them up and it was like, Holy shit, this stuff's 100% real. And then that just creates that persona and those people that they contact their job is to reinforce their belief. Mm-hmm. Right? They'll be like, oh yeah, I had this wild, crazy dream that I was in a I was in a full body suit and I, I had a, a gun. My my guns, my hands were made out of guns, and I was killing aliens. And then I got my arm blasted off, and then they put me in this regenerative med bed technology and healed me. And then I, then they cloned me out, and then I got clones that are living uh, underneath the surface of Mars, and and then also in Antarctica. And then it just becomes this like whole thing, and then. That person that's listening to that individual, again, their job is to be like, yes, definitely. You were definitely a part of the program, bro. For sure. 100%. Legit. You were there. Actually, I remember you. <laughs> I remember you being there. So then that that's how they're doing it. That's the, They just create somebody out of nothing, and then they reinforce their story because that's really all that they have is – stories yeah made up wackadoo stories and they all feed off of each other and connect their fairy tale made up nonsense garbage story to the other person and then the other person reinforces their story and then before you know it you have a cory good right another cory good a new cory good and then there's the people that will listen to everyone that they possibly can in the community, they'll gather up all the information and then they'll create their own story, their own narrative. That's another level of it too. And there's people have proven to do that. Ishmael Perez being one of them, all he's done is copy other people's stories and turn it into his own uh, being that being copying off of the Urantia book. 
he d- he did nothing but copy off of that. He took all that information and turned it into his own. Ashiana Dean's work. He did the exact same thing with Ashiana Dean. He just compiled all the information. Guys. I don't think I know those guys, but there's a guy named oh, it's like Rice, somebody Rice, uh, Tyler. No, he's on Gaia. Um, but anyway, go on with your with your saying. I was just remembering a few other names I remember too that I'm like, huh? They just sort of came out of nowhere as well. And they do come out of nowhere, and they just pop up, and then they and, and it's a familiar enough story mm-hmm. to where people buy into it. And then whenever they get on enough shows, they do enough uh, promotion for their work. They they sell courses. They sell books. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll write a book based off of somebody else's material, not credit them at all. You know, and then they'll be like, oh, yeah, uh, pay me $333. I'll take you to the, uh, the, the med bed uh, uh, holographic medical pod through Zoom and Skype, and now we'll, we'll heal your body. Or sign up for my yoga courses, or sign up for my uh, my uh, Kundalini yoga. We'll activate all of your chakras uh, for three hundred and thirty three dollars. You can get my course. You know, it's a it's a money making scam. I mean, Corey Good has proven to do that. He didn't even write any of his courses, but he made millions of dollars off of all of his courses. He said in those depositions, he said uh, because the lawyer asked him, he was like. What connection do you have to the law of one? And Corey said, well, I was never really into the law of one. That was more of a David Wilcox story. And I kind of incorporated uh, my story into uh, the law of one to appease David Wilcox. But he sold a course teaching the law of one material for something like $500. Wow. So he wasn't into the law one. He did it to appease David Wilcock, but yet he's okay with selling a course that he didn't even write that somebody else wrote for $500. (laughs) (laughs) It's unbelievable, dude. And that's what all, what's what all of these, these, these people do. And they're, they're huge in the conferences. Yeah. They're huge. Book signings. You know, uh, $100 for uh, a, a private uh, meet and greet. You know, yeah. they're, they're, they're making money, you know, hand over fist while, you know, real researchers and real people that's trying to get to the, to the bottom of the truth is, is being ridiculed. Uh, they're not making any money. Uh, they have very uh, low audiences. Yeah. You know, right. when it should be the opposite way around. Those fairy tale nonsense bullshit artists should be at the bottom of the totem pole. Absolutely. They should be down here. But really, they're up here. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable it how look, that switches happen. It makes us who actually do real research look like gullible people from the outside that believe in like stuff and they associate us with these bullshit artists. And that's what I hate. And I hate that in a lot of ways with a lot of the different subjects that are out there. Um, that's like, it's similar to what, um, somebody called me Q- QAnon Ken. Cause I posted something like, well, look at your profile. Q- I'm like, I don't listen to QAnon. So people associate without you, them knowing really what we're doing deeper research. So that's, what's happening is that's the fake space. That's the fake space movement or whatever you want to call it is these guys, these 20 and backs and all that. So I'm pretty sure that none of this stuff makes any sense, but what do you think might be the real space program in your research? 
Well, if you look back to Lyndon B. Johnson and, uh, and JFK, mm-hmm. right? Lyndon B. Johnson had a speech to the Democratic caucus in 1958. It wasn't his only speech. I, I believe he did a couple of them. But he basically describes that space is like the superposition. It's like the ultimate position. You can control everything from space. You can control the tides. You can control the sea level. You can control the weather. And if we can have that position, if we can get that position and maintain that position, then we basically have ultimate control. And I'm paraphrasing on what he said, mm-hmm. but it's basically exactly uh, what he said. And then three years later in 62, there's this program called Operation Looking Glass. Yes. And the Looking Glass operation is to arm space with a command post to with the ability to launch nukes from space. In case of uh, ground uh, ground command being rendered unusable or ground command being destroyed, mm-hmm. so we have that official Air Force program, and they've taken the secret space program and the super soldier people have taken that concept of looking glass technology and applied it to the actual title of the program. They've taken that and they've turned it into a like a scene into the future device, like based off of the title, right? Just like they did the Stargate program, which the Stargate program was an actual government funded special access program to research psychic CSP and remote viewing to collect intelligence data on foreign assessments. Right. So they've taken the looking glass title and turned it in also into something that it's not just based off of the title. And no one gets on the internet and just looks up looking glass Operation Looking Glass or Project Looking Glass, they just take it at face value and what people have been talking about it with. You know, if you took somebody from this community, any really anybody, let's just say a viewer, and you said, Oh, have you ever heard of uh, Project Looking Glass? If they have, if they've ever heard of Project Looking Glass, they would tell you that it was a device that the establishment and the government and uh, these three letter organizations have created to be able to look into the future to see if how the events are going to play out of the things that they've created so that they can come back and then revamp and do whatever it is to uh, complete the mission. Mm-hmm. But that's not what it is. It's just something that's been perpetuated in the community and compounded upon and compounded upon. It's exactly like the whole thought and idea of missing time. It's the exact thought and idea of screened memories. It's the exact thought and idea of gray aliens. Mm. All of those theories all come from a source. And whenever those theories get put out into the public, like through Bud Hopkins' 1981 book, Missing Time, mm-hmm. Soon you find out after that that all of these people start coming out and saying that they have missing time. So do they really have missing time or were they reading a book about missing time and then thought that they had missing time? That's the problem with all these thoughts and all these theories. Same with Grey Aliens, Willie Schreiber's book Communion. No one talked about Grey Aliens before Willie Schreiber's book came out 
What about um, what about uh, Travis Walton? Wasn't he before that? Before the gray, I don't think you talked about gray aliens though. Well, mm-hmm. he, he said that they like uh, they they would change form. They went from looking like uh, a being with eyes, and then they turned into a human being. Yeah, he saw humans on there, and then in the movie they put gray aliens. They didn't even show the human. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So a lot of these things have, have just been perpetuated and snowballed into and and turned into something with, from a previously establishing thought and theory that has zero evidence, zero backing, and zero proof of. Right. And right. It, it just it gets out of control. And then before you know it, it's created a life of its own. Yeah. And it's been singed so deeply into the alternative community that you get a lot of pushback when you say a lot of these things are creations that they're they're zero evidence zero proof and people can uh come at me all that they want but there is zero proof zero evidence that extraterrestrials exist zero zilch not one thing that proves that extra that beings are coming here from off of our planet that's right nothing we can only go by stories yeah, it's true. Now, um, I think it was William Cooper. Now, if we're going to go by him, he said that President Kennedy mandated putting a man on the moon before the end of the 60s. And doing that enabled the men in charge to funnel large of money, large amounts of money into what we call the real space program. And Russia did the same with a similar program. So... Um, I'm not sure if I totally believe all of what William Cooper says at all, but I'm saying, I'm thinking that there is, there is little drips of things that we might be able to follow that show us that there is a real space program. I mean, for me personally, uh, looking up at the sky, I watch the stars when I, when I can, and I see all kinds of anomalous stuff. And every night there's a lot going on up there. I actually visited Isetti Ranch in the state of Washington about five or six years ago, and I did see lots of UFOs. Are they all from this planet? I I mean, off this planet, I have no idea. But um, there's shit going on up there, so I'm I'm into trying to figure out. Okay, we got the liars and the we got the the bullshit artists out there trying to make all their money, so. What are they doing that they don't want us to see up there? That's my that's that's my research vein. I'm trying to go on, and I think you're in the same realm because you want to know, okay, what's really going on? Just because we see something weird in the sky doesn't mean that it's extraterrestrial, right? We've gotten this whole idea and this thought, and it's been perpetuated by us it's been a creation by us right because again we have been led to believe that the government and these three-letter agencies have been covering up the existence of extraterrestrials and ufos Mm. when they've been telling us the opposite this entire time they've been saying to us directly 
from high up Air Force officials, high up military officials, through letter organization officials, officers, that it has nothing to do with extraterrestrials. They've been saying that since Roswell, 1947. That's true. And then, and then again at uh, uh, 52, the Washington Flap event again, Kecksburg, uh, 65. You know, all these events, any big sighting, they always come out and say, and they're telling us right to our face, but people don't believe it because there's been so much distrust and dishonesty uh, between the public and the government. Right? Whenever they tell us the truth, we don't fucking believe them. Right. Yeah. So they've been telling us this entire time has nothing to do with extraterrestrials. So if it has nothing to do with extraterrestrials, that only leaves one other option. It's only one. There's only one option. If you rule out extraterrestrials, it's humans. Yeah. Yeah. They're which makes there. which makes so much more sense this whole thing and the extraterrestrial hypothesis has been used to cover that up. Yeah. Because if we can blame something that no one has ever seen, no one has ever seen a physical extraterrestrial that you can reach out and touch all these contactees that say that, uh, you know, that they've been contacted by aliens. It's never been a physical experience. They've never touched them. Never shaken their hand. Right. I, I've never heard one contactee or one experiencer ever say they shook hands with an extraterrestrial. Yeah, I so, can't think of any either. So it's yeah. like, what's really happening here? Why are they, why is all of these contact experiences happening in some kind of astral state, some kind of uh, dream-like state, some kind of thing that doesn't quite feel like reality, or they're under the influence of some sort of drug. LSD, mushrooms, uh, Adderall can do the exact same thing in a large uh, dose, and if you're up for long enough, you know, oh, yeah. uh, and, and antipsychotics can make you hallucinate. Mm -hmm. You know, so... This really seems like a giant plan to shuffle all responsibility off onto a boogeyman. Yeah. Something that cannot be verifiable at all. And that's the biggest trick in the playbook that they've used for decades. I mean, you look at it. I still use at, it. <laughs> you look at 9-11, right? Though we got to go take care of the terrorist boogeyman over here in another country that no one's ever seen. Right. right. 2020, it's a uh, it's a mysterious virus that nobody can see, but it'll get you. you Climate know? change, boogeyman. Boogeyman. Right. Yep. We have plenty of examples of that. Why would this be any different? Exactly. It wouldn't be. It's not. Yeah. It's not any different. That's a huge cover up to cover up real operations that were going on. I mean, look at 1961, the biggest abduction case in the history of uh, UFOs and aliens, which was the Betty and Barney Hill case. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So the original statements that Barney gave was that it was the military. It was the military that abducted them. He saw military officers in military right. uniforms. Now, this is a very difficult thing to find. You have to do a lot of research. You have to go through a lot of different uh, uh, paperwork to actually find those first statements. 
that he made mm-hmm. because they're trying to brush that under the rug. They don't want people to, to figure out that he originally said that it was the military that abducted him. They want the alien story. So whenever Betty got regressed, she started saying that it was aliens. So then Barney was like, oh, well, I, I guess it was aliens too. <laughs> no, we were both there. So the regressionist was like, probably like something like, yeah, you say that it was the military. You saw people in uh, military uniforms. Are you sure it's not aliens? And then boom, they're in a highly suggestible state. Hypnotic regression, you're in a very relaxed state. You're in a suggestible state. Your subconscious mind is opened up. You're primed for implanted thoughts, suggestions, ideas, beliefs. And yeah. that's how easily it's done. And that's what they did in the MK Ultra programs. That's right. They planted fake thoughts, ideas, beliefs, and psychically drove them to believe something that did not happen. Yep. Fabricated narrative, which is exactly what they did with Betty and Barney Hill. So now we have this sort of newer strain of things coming out with the um, the ATIP program, right? You have this guy, Louis, Luis Alizondo, and you know, I don't trust him for a second. He came like out of this two weeks before he worked for the CIA. Then two weeks after he's coming out saying all this stuff and they're showing us this more like different side. Now I think they're priming us for a boogeyman there, but I wanted to get your thoughts on what you think about this, like more official. Sure. They've blown off, you know, the government until like 2017 said UFOs don't exist. And suddenly they say they exist now. So where do, where do you see this going? And uh, from here with these guys coming out like that, and then they shot down these objects recently. And even though that, I think that was a bullshit story uh, there, they could use it for their advantage, you know, hold that question really quick, because I, I want to mention something else with the sure. missing time aspect of this just like i was talking about bud hopkins creating that uh that book called missing time and then after that book came out everyone was like yeah i got missing time too everyone was missing time missing time missing time i got missing time well another byproduct of hypnosis is missing time Mm -hmm. right and what kind of state are you in when you're getting ready to go to sleep you're in a highly suggestible state when you're about to go to sleep, your subconscious mind is open. Just like when you watch TV. Exactly. So if you fall asleep with the TV on, you're watching something weird on TV, then your mind is open to that information. You're getting it subconsciously. So therefore you're going to dream about it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to think that that dream has some uh, real meaning to you when it doesn't, it's just a dream and it's just your subconscious mind trying to recreate what you just listened to, what you just watched. So that's a very important thing that I just wanted to uh, mention here, which connects to what we were talking about earlier. But as far as this governmental disclosure stuff, you know, you would think that it would be a a much bigger of a deal, right? Yeah. If, If we were, if the government was indeed covering up the existence of extraterrestrials since 47 with the Roswell event, then you would think in 2020 
when the Pentagon came out and said, oh, hey, remember how we told you for almost 70 years now that extraterrestrials and UFOs aren't real? Well, guess what? They're real now. <laughs> that should have just blown the doors like wide open. But unfortunately, nobody cares. No. But that, that, doesn't, that doesn't matter anymore because it's been so far in the past and people have been talking about extraterrestrials and ETs and UFOs since 47. Yeah. They've already had these thoughts and these ideas and they're like, Oh, well, we don't even really need the the government to come out and say that they're real. We've already, we've been talking about it. We've been doing these conferences. There's been researchers about all this stuff. We already have the information. The people that know already know. So what's it make a difference? Well, it makes a difference because if that's true, and they have been covering up the existence of UFOs and extraterrestrial life, then they've been lying to you for 70 years, mm -hmm. which I don't believe. I think that they've been telling us the truth and the, 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 they're them coming out and saying that uh, UFOs are uh, actual real unidentified flying objects is a cover up, but it's just interesting the way the, the dissemination of information works. Right. Like the JFK files being released, you know, they didn't release all the JFK files, but they released a, a large portion of them, which basically states that some of the intelligence organizations had a hand in the assassination of JFK. But no one cares, dude. No one cares because there's been enough time, time that's yeah. passed in between the event happening and them releasing the information that yeah. everyone was right this entire time, right? The exact same thing is going to happen with, uh, with 2020 in 40 years. Right. There already do the little bits are coming out already, <laughs> but it, it, yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> and no one's going to care because all the people that did it, all the people that perpetuated the, the bogus bullshit lie is dead. It doesn't yeah. matter anymore. Yeah. And the rest of the people are just going to be old and they're not going to be a, a big enough reaction because nope. the younger crowd's going to be into whatever's going on then. Exactly. All right. So that's really my thoughts on this, uh, you know, whole government disclosure thing. I mean, it's obviously an op, it's a huge operation. And I think that they're coming on and saying that because you can say UFO or UAP, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, and that can cover a, a, a wide range of things. Yes, it could. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Chinese spy balloons that we've shot down, right? Those mm -hmm. are, could technically be unidentified flying objects. They're from a foreign country. They're in our country. You know, people don't, the average person that would look up in the sky that would see it, uh, wouldn't know what it is. Yeah. So therefore it can be classified as an unidentified flying object. Now, whether it was an actual Chinese spy balloon or not, who knows, but that, it doesn't really matter. The, the thing that matters is that they can classify anything weird that people see in the sky that they aren't aware of as a UFO or a UAP. It doesn't matter what it is. It can be freaking uh, it can be an asteroid. It could be a comet. It could be a shooting star. A weather balloon. Can, a weather balloon. It could be whatever. And they'll be like, 
oh yeah, there's a there's a giant mothership that's heading for Earth and it's going to be here within within two weeks when it's a comet or an asteroid. Mm-hmm. It's a play on words, dude. They they they've been doing that for ever now. And now that they've changed UFO to UAP, it's almost like how the well the say the the dark elites can do wordplay on us. They 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 can tell us different things they can that they have meanings for and they change the words to trick us but really it's what they have a meaning for not what we think it is oftentimes they do that a lot yeah it's a it's a muddying of the waters right? yeah they just change the name to something different and i believe hillary clinton was the one that, that first did that on a talk show uh, whenever she was That's asked right. about about UFOs, and she was like, "Oh, we don't call them UFOs anymore. We call them UAP, uh, unidentified aerial phenomena." Right, mm-hmm. and then that made everybody jump on that bandwagon. You know, so now it can be a UFO or a UAP. You know, and I think the 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 UAP aspect is just them trying to. Um, classify their own advanced technology in a in a different way just like i believe that um you just mentioned a, a gentleman's name earlier that was uh the the uh behold a pal horse uh william cooper name? william cooper mm-hmm. you mentioned him earlier and william cooper he talked about this uh space program called solar warden Mm. in his book and that's what a lot of these secret space program assets and super soldiers like fall back on as proof that their stories are real they're like yeah. well william cooper was talking about solar warden uh back way when right well solar warden was just a classified code name for what space force is now they yeah. just changed the name from a classified code name that nobody knew about, which was Solar Warden. They changed the name to Space Force and they made it public. That's probably what that guy, Gary McKinnon, hacked into, that hacker in 2000. He probably hacked into something like that. Yep. Yep. So with your thoughts on like, okay, they haven't been really lying to us that they're not covering up UFO they're that they're that they're not hiding aliens what do you think about the moon landings what's your what's your thoughts on it are they lying to us about that one yeah i just had bart sabrell on my show and Mm. he's completely convinced that we didn't go to the moon that the whole thing was fake and he's he's got some pretty good evidence. Dude. He's got that classified footage of them faking that they were halfway to the moon when they were still in Earth's orbit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people can uh, check this all out on his website or, or watch my show with him. It just uh, released uh, uh, on Tuesday. And uh, but I was watching his documentaries, and I brought this up to him, which he's all in the camp that it 100% didn't happen that they faked the, the whole thing. And I, I mentioned this to him. I'm like, hey, because I'm watching his documentary, Astronauts Gone Wild, where he interviews all of the astronauts that he could possibly get a hold of and ask them basically to, you know, swear on the Bible and all the stuff. Oh, that that's that guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So 
I'm watching his documentary and he kind of beats these astronauts a little bit. Right. And every time that he brings up the radiation belt, he's like, yeah. Uh, what about, you know, people talking about the radiation belt that you, we wouldn't be able to make it through the radiation belt. And then he also, you know, talks about how Werner von Braun, uh, the head of NASA that uh, was a, a Nazi aerospace technician that, um, that was basically in charge of NASA, wrote in a book that it would take a, a rocket, three rockets the size of the Empire State Building to get to the moon. And he's asking them, he's like, well, how did all this like change in like such a short period of time? How do you have Werner von Braun going from, and he's like the most advanced aerospace technician. He's the head of NASA. How do you go from him saying that it would take three rockets the size of the Empire State Building to get to the moon to being able to go to the moon on the first try in a standard rocket? Right. And they start getting really agitated and pissed off whenever he starts bringing this stuff up. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned to him in the interview, I'm like, do you think they they're getting upset and pissed off for a different reason? Like the, the easiest explanation, someone that's just watching it would, would think that they're getting pissed off because he's asking them questions. And that means that he's revealing that they didn't go at all. My thoughts are a little different on this because I'm a very observant person. I like to watch people's reactions and how they respond to people that are being interviewed, right? Mm-hmm. And I noticed that they get really agitated when he starts bringing up the um, the, uh, the the radiation belts and that it would take rockets the size of the Empire State Building to get to the moon, right? Well, why would they be getting pissed off at that point? Because if they actually went in a standard rocket, then they would be able to disprove that pretty easily. But they don't even want to, they just basically get pissed off like right then and there. And then the interview just goes completely sideways after that. Yeah. Right? They don't have an explanation of how they got around the radiation belts, how they went to the moon in a standard rocket whenever Werner von Braun said two years before that, that it would take the rocket the size of three rockets, the size of the empire state building to get there. And my thoughts are, is the reason that they're getting pissed is because they can't reveal the real technology that took them to the moon. Mm. That they went in a different way that they got there some other way other than a standard rocket blowing gas out the back. Yeah. And they're not going to reveal that because that's a part of the cover. That's a part of the reason that this entire thing has happened. The reason that everything has been so suppressed, the reason that our way of life hasn't improved, the reason that we haven't, improve societally we've just improved technologically in a very shitty version of technology yeah very substandard version of technology to make people think that we're actually evolving when we're not when we're at a standstill when it comes to our way of life and the things that we use on a daily basis right i like that and 
that's been the big cover-up is the advancement of anti-gravitic technology right. and some sort of other craft that they have been using for decades. Possibly a lot longer than they've been telling us. Like yes. the, the Nazis, the, the real society, the Thule society, some of that some of that involved in there, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's possible. Now, I mean, I guess if we're to, if we're to honor the timeline that we're given, that we are advancing from a certain point in the industrial revolution, it would actually make sense that some other beings, aliens or whatever gave these guys this technology, but maybe they've been developing it a lot longer behind the scenes that then even maybe the industrial revolution. Is that what you're thinking? I think that we've created all this technology on our own from human creation. I don't think that there is any extraterrestrial uh, involvement with it and to blame it on extraterrestrials is the perfect out for it. So we'll, uh, give people a tease of the technology that we have, like with the Nimitz video and all these, uh, this classified uh, spacecraft footage that was taken by Navy pilots and by air force pilots. We'll tease them and make them believe that that's actual extraterrestrial craft when it's indeed craft and technology that we've created, that we've been using for a really long time mm -hmm. and they won't know the difference. And that way that we can blame it on them and be like, Oh, Hey, we have to develop, uh, we have to get is just as good technology, if not better technology than what they have. All the while, we already have the technology and it's been us the entire time, but it's a, it's an excuse to be able to reveal the technology because we can't advance any further at this point. Like I was mentioning, we're at a freaking standstill, dude. We're at a huge standstill. We can only do so many freaking new iPhones that are the exact same iPhone that came out last year. That's just got a little bit better of RAM. Right. Yeah, there was a point where it was kind of interesting as they got, and then it just it just kept looking the same. They all look like this, basically the yep. same. Yeah, and they do that. So there's nowhere to, where to go with this. It, yeah. They've painted themselves into a corner. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying that they have, uh, you know. Uh, free energy devices and that everything can be ran on uh, free energy and that they have all this healing technology, this med bed technology that takes a sample of your DNA and they can regurgitate you back to whenever you're 18 years old. I don't think that they do because there's no proof of any of that technology actually existing. But I personally believe that we do have anti-gravity craft that we've been using for a really long time now whether it's actually real anti-gravity and they've actually cracked anti-gravity i think it's just a different uh, we've just been using the term anti-gravity because we don't have a better term for it uh, yeah. i think it's a variation of that but whatever it is it, it gives them the ability to, to travel from pole to pole within the matter of a minute yeah. or a couple of minutes or, or five minutes or however long you think that it takes you know and that's what I really think is happening. And there's been a, in the whole cover up in the whole ET alien narrative has all been there to design the slow drip 
of the technology. I mean, when you when you look back to uh, you know uh, JFK and the Secretary of the uh, the, the Navy in the late fifties, uh, I'm blinking on his name uh, right quick, but he got uh, he was apparently assassinated at um, a mental hospital, military mental hospital. Huh. So I can, completely uh blinking on his name I here. I don't know who uh, you're talking about. Um, he was really good friends with JFK. He was like uh, uh JFK's mentor. Um shit, I can't think of his name right now. I can't now. think of it either. I don't got too that. much stuff in in my head. I'll, I'll remember it later. <laughs> but uh, okay. he wanted to reveal the technology. He was basically a part of MJ12. He was oh, yeah. one of the the original uh starters of uh, uh MJ12. And him and JFK went to Germany apparently after World War II, and they saw some glimpses of this highly advanced technology that the Germans had been working on during World War II, and they came back, and then he became uh, Forstall, James Forstall. Oh, okay. Uh, James Forstall became the very first Secretary of the Navy ever, and then MJ-12 was apparently uh, born, and he wanted to reveal the technology he wanted that, that we'd been developing, and they were like, nah, we can't do this. We can't reveal this technology to the public for whatever reason that they, whatever way that they came up with. So they made him out to be like crazy, like a crazy wackadoo uh, person for yeah. talking to people about trying to reveal the technology. So they, he fell out of like the, the uh, certain story window of Bethesda Naval Hospital randomly, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, they, when you look back at the history of this stuff, there, there's been certain individuals that have known this information and they've just been uh, demonized. They've been assassinated. They've been taken out in some kind of way. They've been locked up in a mental hospital. You know, all, all this stuff is, has really happened, but it's just, you know, more proof of the suppression of highly advanced technology that we've created and developed on our own. And the theory that it came from extraterrestrials is a cover up. Had wow. nothing to do with extraterrestrials, had nothing to do with a contract with Eisenhower and signing this contract with gray aliens. If the contract came from anywhere, it came from another human group. It came from the German group. It came yeah. from a breakaway civilization of Germans. And the cover-up is that it was with aliens. It happened with gray aliens and they signed this contract to be able to abduct people and all this stuff when it was really a German contract from a breakaway German Nazi group after world war two that had advanced technology that can make sense that could very well make sense now what are your thoughts on got old guys like paul hellyer or william Tompkins? who if if they were lying i mean from what they knew why would they be carrying out a lie to the deathbed because these old guys like we're talking about this stuff but those are guys that i'm like well geez you know it seems like they would uh I don't know, not even care about lying about this stuff if they were lying right till the very days they died because they were so old. I mean, wouldn't you, would you even give a shit at 90 years old like that guy? Well, William Tompkins, he never talked about a secret space program in the way that these whistleblowers and these super soldier testimony no. people talked about, right? He was talking about a real rudimentary secret space program. He wasn't talking about 20 and back programs. He wasn't talking about time travel. He wasn't talking about any of that fairy tale nonsense garbage. Yeah. He was talking about that 
sort of exactly like what I mentioned with uh, us getting to the moon with some sort of um, highly advanced uh, anti-gravitical craft. Mm-hmm. And the rocket was like a, uh, the rocket that we, that they showed that went to the moon uh, in that, in that footage, which NASA doesn't have any footage of somehow. They don't have any of the original footage from the moon landing. Somehow it disappeared. It got destroyed. And they also don't have the technology to go no. back, which is really they suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's magic. How does that work? How, how does that work at all? But yeah. anyway, William Tompkins was talking about a real rudimentary secret space program and that the, uh, that it was a military operation to go out to other planets in the galaxy and uh, set up military bases, basically the militarization of space. Yeah. And these secret space program and super soldier whistleblowers use his testimony as proof for their story. When he never talked about any of that, he never said anything anywhere related to the kind of stories and made up fairy tales that they're currently talking about. No, he didn't talk about aliens. I, I can't remember. I've, I've not dove into his work that much. He did talk about like Nordic aliens working within the, um, the, the, the CIA and some of the military organizations, okay. but nothing to do with, time travel and 20 and back programs and regenerative technology yeah. and all that. The people have just lumped those two things together. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Paul Hillier though, he was talking about aliens and stuff uh, at like 90 years old. And some of his stuff made sense. Like he's talking about this new world order and I can't deny any of that stuff, but I don't know what you th- you've, have you dug into him at all? Paul Hillier? No, I have not. Hmm. Uh, what was he the dude that uh, was talking about uh, reptilians in like ninety five? Um, no, you might be thinking of um, you might be thinking of what's his name, um, Phil Schneider. Might the, be the it underground was a gem- tunneler, the underground tunneler who found Grays underground and um, got in a battle with some grays and then oh, he, the, the Dulce base. Dulce, in the yeah. Yeah. That's no, not the but, same guy. I'm no, oh, Paul Hellier was the, um, Canadian defense, something rather title. Uh, and he was working with, uh, we wasn't really working with him, but he, Richard Dolan was kind of, uh, interviewing him a lot. And, uh, he was saying, he was claiming there were nine extraterrestrial races that, uh, that our governments are working with. That's the guy that said that he was an ex CIA officer, right? Uh, no, on his deathbed, and Richard Dolan interviewed him. No, I don't think it's the same guy. No, different guy. I don't know. I'd have to look into yeah. him. But there was a gentleman that Richard Dolan interviewed on his deathbed that was uh, set up, I think, by Linda Moulton Howe, and Richard Dolan went to interview him, and he was claiming to be like a ex. Uh, CIA officer and it turned out that he was never in any intelligence organization. So there goes that entire story. But I was thinking about a gentleman that was like from 95 that was talking about reptilians. He was talking about uh, Pleiadians and Octurians and that 
Palladian scheme here and made it like a, a mess of everything that they were trying to do. So then the Octarians stepped in to take over the uh, the, the Palladians job that, that they had here and all that. But, hey, I don't know. You know, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, yeah. But I mean, it's just a story. It's just entertainment, right? Like, right. Just because I don't think a lot of this stuff exist and there's zero proof and zero evidence for it doesn't mean that I won't listen to it. I'll still listen to it, you know, because I see it for what it is. It's entertainment. It's a story. It's a fairy tale. Yeah. You know, but not knowing that it's entertainment and a story and a fairy tale is, uh, is the wrong thing. I think that the, the, if there was like a disclosure type thing and fine print underneath what these people are talking about. Like Corey Good was talking about in the deposition videos, whenever the lawyer asked him if he makes a distinction between the real Corey Good and the made up fantasy story stories that Corey Good uh, has created. Corey says, yeah, there's a whole paragraph in uh, my uh, comic book or my book that I have right here. And he's holding it up and he's like, yeah, there, I clearly make a distinction between the real Corey good and the fictional lie, uh, the fictionalized Corey good that has all these crazy wild space adventures, you know, but he never did that before, which I don't know if that's even true because I've never even, I haven't read his book or looked at his comic book or any of that. So I don't know if he's just making that up or not because he's been full of uh, stories this entire time. But I think that if these individuals would put some kind of disclaimer on what they're talking about, then that would make all the difference and there wouldn't really be any problems. I, I personally wouldn't have a problem with no, anybody. No, but, but I don't but, like that they're trying to sell it as truth. Right. That's the problem. Yep. It's the issue. Yep. Here, here, this guy, Paul, Paul Hellyer, just for the audience, uh, was a Canadian engineer, politician, writer, and commentator. He was the longest serving member of the Queen's Privy Council for Canada at the time of his death at 95 or something like that. 98, 98 anyway, but yeah, just, just trying to get his title. Right. All right. Well, so he was the guy that said that there was like all of these alien races that were visiting earth. Right. Yeah. He said that the government was working with like nine different species and, you know, I don't know. And then, and then before you know it, it changes to 30 species. And then you have the Iranian uh, government official coming out and saying that there's 50 species that are visiting. It's just the snowball effect right. of, uh, of, of nonsense. Right. I mean, yeah. And that, that gentleman, he, uh, admitted that he, he, uh, got the, the information from his daughter that's really into to UFOs, that I, Iranian guy. I don't know if it was an Iranian guy or Saudi is, guy or whatever. Is it is Israeli guy? Uh, Israeli, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Haim Ashed. Ha- Haim Ashed. And he was talking mm-hmm. about there's a galactic federation, right? <laughs> yeah, that guy. Yeah. See, that came out yeah. at the same time as they admitted there's UFOs out there. And and then there's this fantastical now there's a mothership in our galaxy that's going to yeah. send its probes our way, you know. But you're right. Nobody cares. Like, nobody seems to be, except for some, maybe somebody living in their mom's basement, nobody seems to care, you know. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. It's wild, dude. We live in a in a wild reality and, you know, just trying to dig down deep into the bottom of this isn't, you know, making me popular. It's not really making anybody popular because it's, no. it's destroying people's foundation of previously established lore that's been sunk so deep into the community that 
it almost feels like they're, they're uh, you know, it's like, it's like being a person in the, um, in the, the normal mainstream everyday people, right? If someone that's freshly new into the alternative community goes to a normal person on the street that's never heard of anything at all, they're going to think that that person is a crazy wackadoo conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Uh, they're talking about aliens and uh, that the government signed a contract with the gray aliens that Eisenhower did all this stuff. And then they've been abducting people for all this time and they had never been privy to it before. They would think that they're crazy wackadoo people. Well, it's the exact same thing in this community, right? With real researchers, with real people that are trying to dig to the bottom of these things, the conspiracy people look at us like we're crazy wackadoo people that have absolutely no idea what's going on. Yes. It's the exact same thing, but just in a different way. It's, it's true. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. There's there's people have these foundational beliefs that they think are true, and they just join that foundational. A lot of people just join these foundational beliefs, whether it's mainstream or alternative, they join them and they act as if they're it's their facts and they get offended if you tell them anything different, because then you're, you're, it's like you're messing with their religion now. So you have to be um, ousted almost from, because they don't want to hear it, you know, but if you're a true truth seeker, like you and I are, and, and my audience likes to be, then you're going to want to go where the truth really is and not just sit in another camp and cul-de-sac. That's my thing. Yep, you don't want the the sugar coated nonsense, but unfortunately, the the sugar coated nonsense is the the money maker. Yeah, makes people money. It gets people views. It gets people clicks. It gets people likes, thumbs up. People will send fairy tale nonsense creators thousands of dollars. That's right. You know? While the researchers and the people that are actually uh, have uh, logical conclusions, logical ideas, down the earth thoughts, ideas, and beliefs and theories, they get nothing. That's right. You know? And so it's been, like, what? Y'all go, go for it. Sorry. Don't finish up. I didn't. I started to cut you no, off. There. No, it's just that it's a. It's like backwards. You know? mm -hmm. It should be the other way around. But the, the fairy tale nonsense stories have been propped up so hard through the, throughout the community. And, and if any, any of these people, dude, any of them have any kind of real classified information, they would not be able to speak about it. They yeah. would not be able to say a word. They would have the CIA, DIA, NSA any of those people knocking on their door immediately. Yeah. You, you would have heard them one time. Maybe one time you could hear from somebody, then they'd be, they'd be off. They'd be out of yeah. there. They wouldn't have made the name for themselves even. Yep. So it is that way too, with even not just this UFO crowd, but as well as the alternative media, the conspiracies, the fanatical types of things, the very, um, sensationalist things i've been listening to this and been part of this for a long time and if i would have gone with every sensationalist fear out there and every little thing i'd be a mess so it's like we can't i i i think that if it's selling things and it's 
you know, getting lots of views because it's sensationalist or fantastical like Corey Good or something, then it's something that we ought to have a red flag on. Uh, we should be bringing a red flag out for that because, or having a red flag for these moments when people come out like this in UFO, ufology or uh, any anything to do with this conspiracy world because I've seen a lot of it and now I have a filter for it because I've seen a lot of it. So I feel like anybody in the audience should have a red flag pop up when they hear anything like that myself. That's, that's what I've been going by in the last many years. Yeah, it should be squashed like uh, right from the jump. Yeah, you know, I think, and I think we're seeing that kind of that turn happening. You know, as we speak, I, I think that the that the community is shifting in that route. You know, they they had their time. Yeah. You know, the 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 alien experiencers, the secret space program, super soldier, the twenty back programmers. They they had their time. And I think their time is over. I think it's done. And uh, we're going to see a we're going to see a new birth of a, a a new community that is really going to start diving deep in, you know, getting out of these uh, previously established uh, lore and myth that has been perpetuated by the community that has zero evidence, zero backing, zero proof. You know, yeah, I think we're going to see a reemergence of what was happening in the early 2000s with secret space program researchers, you know, and I think that we need to come up with a, a different term for it because secret space program has been tainted. Definitely. Horribly. And I think if we come up with a new word for it, Walter Bosley calls it a, uh, secret space ops or something like that, or secret space black ops or uh, something along those realms. And I think we just need to take secret space <laughs> out of the, the whole title and just uh, try and create, you know, something new because we have been programmed with the word space. You know, mm -hmm. they don't say, outer space anymore anytime that any of these uh nasa the air force any governmental agency ever refers to space they only say space yeah they don't say outer space no it's again and another we, play on the words just like uap ufo yep mm -hmm. and space can be anything dude Space can be whatever you want it to be. Space could be extra room in your house. Space could be extra space in your backyard. Space could be the ocean. And most of all, space can be inside your head. Mm -hmm. Inner yep. space, interdimensional. Right? The whole word interdimensional implies that it's happening within you. Yeah. It's not called outer dimensional not happening outside of yourself it's not an entity outside of yourself it's true it's interdimensional happening in your head i agree with it yeah absolutely they can use that term for anything well writer i want to um before we i uh wrap it up here i wanted to give the audience a little uh uh talk a little bit about your podcast and how it started what you cover and what does raised by giants mean just before we go. 
Yes, sir. I do two shows a week, um, mainly on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. EST and Fridays at 8 p.m. EST. I'm not doing one on Friday this week. I'm kind of letting uh, my video with uh, Bart Sabral summer. Um, so hopefully by the time this comes out, I, I won't. Uh, I might have a, a, a new show out, but I. Uh, I premiere them on YouTube. They're also on all the different podcast platforms on Odyssey, on Rumble. And I really just, uh, I try and bring a realistic version of some of these topics on my show. I try and dig down deep into, uh, you know, the things that I find interesting. I interview an array of guests. I have a different guest every show, you know, because I like to look at things from a different perspective and a, and a different angle. And, um, you know, it really started with just me wanting to, you know, have an outlet for myself, you know, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even for the audience. It wasn't even for the guests, just something that I can get my own personal thoughts and my own personal ideas out in a uh, concise uh, and precise way, you know, yeah. and hopefully that would, you know, help someone that was going through the same things that I went through and it can help them along on their journey. So that's really how it started. And uh, like anything else, it's evolved and it's uh, become something that I really enjoy doing. I don't make any money off of it. I've never made a penny off of YouTube. Uh, so I'm just doing it for the, the, the love of doing it and putting out solid, uh, real uh, factual information to my knowledge that I can possibly put out. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm, you know, not going to talk about theories, concepts, and ideas and have thought-provoking questions that don't have any kind of proof or evidence, because I think that that's very important, too. It's important to have an open mind about certain things and theorize about things. But it's also important to state before you uh, start talking about your personal thoughts, your personal ideas, and your personal beliefs, that that is what it is. Yep. If you've noticed, if you've noticed in this interview, I always make it a point. I'm like, hey, this is my personal thought, my personal idea, my personal belief, you know, and that lets people know that there isn't any proof backing evidence to what I'm saying. But if I don't say that, then that means that I do have some sort of proof evidence and I've read something somewhere in a declassified document, an unclassified document that backs up what I'm saying. So that's what I do. And everyone's welcome over on my channel. And thanks for having me on, brother. I appreciate you a lot. It was a fascinating conversation. Loved it. Um, And uh, thanks to your audience. Thanks to everyone that's uh, listening. Uh, Please uh, uh, subscribe to Loomis's, uh, all of his his work. He's doing good work. He's bringing on good people. So um, support support these creators that are trying to uh, bring out real uh, truth, the, the real researchers. That's where our focus really needs to be. In, and we need support now more than we've ever needed support before. So thank you. And thank you to your audience. All right. Well, thanks, Ryder. Appreciate you. Yeah, that's a, that's great. Cause that's, I, I've been doing this for 10 years. Haven't made any money. Don't care, but it is good to support the people that are really trying to bring the truth, cut through the bullshit, throw out the charlatans so we can see what really matters here. That's what it's all about. It's all about the truth. And uh, thank you everyone for listening. And till next time, keep chanting down the system. I respect Ryder's pursuit for the real truth in the deceptive terrain of the UFOlogy crowd. Check out his show, Raised by Giants. 
I may not come to the exact same conclusions as him, but I think he's looking in the right direction. I mean, I've never experienced missing time, but I know two people who have missing time, and one is a popular old school researcher who I'm friends with, who I won't name, but I believe him. It is true, whether we like it or not, there is zero evidence that ETs are coming here from space. As much as it's embedded in this alternative media culture, we really don't know. Has it ever been a physical experience? If we're to believe Travis Walton and him being hurt and seeing greys, then being healed if they were greys, or if we're to believe Phil Snyder and being blasted by a tall grey, that's why he was all messed up, but we really don't know. But we will continue to explore that with a future guest. Grey-like beings were painted by aboriginals in Australia. Also, there is a grey face in the gallery of faces in Tiwanaku in Bolivia. I believe there is a ton of life out there in this endless universe, but right now we have zero hard evidence of E.T. being here working with humanity, only stories to go by. That doesn't negate my own personal stories and experiences, my close encounter experience, even if I didn't see aliens, but a tremendous fear came over me not to go near the, the, the ship, and I had a couple of telepathic experiences with craft last year, so I believe there is something. But. Could the entire culture that governments are hiding aliens from us be a cover-up for them? And could the technology to make these craft come only from humans? If that's the case, then humans have been advanced for a whole lot longer than we think. And why has it been hidden from us way back then even? Couldn't they have leaked out technology hundreds of years ago if they were that developed? Did they reset? like some say with the mud flood? Or was there non-human intervention the whole time and the elites came from that? Is that who built many of these megalithic anomalies all over the ancient world? I don't know. I also believe that the elites are coming from a non-human source. Whether it's evil spirits or aliens, they are completely non-human with their motives and their actions, as you can tell. One thing about today's civilized world, it's void of spirit. It's all left brain and logical, and we are missing that. Native peoples all over make cave paintings and petroglyphs of crazy beings. We have lost the ability to know these worlds. And maybe it's like many have said, the gods stopped walking the earth at one time and held back and let man do their thing. Well, we really don't know, but many mysteries to continue to explore on Chan It Down, and that's what we do. Much love, you guys. Help support the show. Uh, spread the word. Give five-star reviews out there if you can. Help out the show, and much love. Be a warrior, not a warrior. We're continuing to explore all this and see what makes sense. Chan It Down Radio is coming to you live from the Hawaiian Islands, coming from the perspective of complete freedom, coming from wisdom outside the system, and then some. This is the mouthpiece of the natural earth forgotten. At this point in time, humanity's been kept from the truth, so Chan It Down Radio offers the coordinates to a path out. You're searching for something whole, cause what you see real life, you're watching this world unfold, the truth in need to lies, rekindling what's been stole, the need to free one's mind, uncover the truth exposed, so people see the light, let's turn it down so we can know, it's simple, we just break it down a little bit so we can process all, make the switch and elevate yourself to conscious mode, and it's beneficial we can get this kind of frozen, and get the future Generators want to start the whole thing With the message demons ready, we can start a post Taking in the simulating, getting lots of numbers Waking up the possibility, try to stop hypnosis Check.